Is Bitcoin an asset class? The IRS thinks it is, making it official. Drill results and news. A lot of significant news from your favorite juniors to get through. Copper over 350. Gold around the 1840 level. Bitcoin flirting with 20,000. Monoliths. Warner Brothers. The dollar collapse. Trump. All sorts of things to get into. We are back to our regularly scheduled program. I am Gerardo Del Real, along with my co-host, the world-famous Mr. Nick Hodge. This is episode 96 of Bizarro World. Nick, I missed you last week. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I missed you too, Gerardo. I was thankful for uh, what we have together and uh, continue to be, and uh, I'm happy to be back at it on Bizarro World this week. A lot of celebrating at the Hodge household. You had Thanksgiving recently. You'll have a birthday this coming week. So an early happy birthday to you, young man. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Just a man now, not not too young. <laughs> What's that make me, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get right into it. Um, I've never seen more nervous gold bulls with gold at these levels. Have you? Yeah, they're nervous. I mean, if you if you listen to the vocal ones and the diehards, but I don't think you have to be nervous. I just think you have to understand what's going on, which we can obviously talk about. Um, you and I have said for a while that even if gold pulls uh, back to eight hundred or below it, eighteen hundred, not eight hundred. Oh, excuse me, eighteen hundred. <laughs> don't or, scare or people; below. they're already afraid, Nick. <laughs> no, they're already on edge. I know. Uh, to eighteen hundred or even below it, which it did, it's still a, a very high uh, gold price. And and we look at projects that are very profitable and have sensitivities that allow them um, to be very good investments, even even at those prices. But. Um, uh, to put it in old school language, the script flipped. I mean, for a while, gold was inversely correlated to the dollar. So when the dollar was going down, gold was going up. And uh, just very recently here, those um, things switched around and the correlations changed. So when the dollar was going down, uh, gold was going down with it. And so that portends what you've said all along, if that relationship is going to hold, which we have to see. Um, then, you know, when it turns back around and dollar starts going back up, then uh, gold goes back up with it, which in your words is the mark of a, a truly sustainable gold uh, bull market. And there's a number of reasons for this, uh, the election of Joe Biden, um, the effects of, of any potential vaccines that are coming, uh, et cetera. And so it's very complex and somewhat hard to understand. But, you know, uh, no one can synthesize all of the market inputs and, and understand it all uh, simultaneously or omnipresently, right? And so um, I have trouble making sense of it too, but, you know, that's what's going on at the uh, end of the day. And as I was writing this week, you know, that's not to say that, you know, inflation isn't gone. That's not to say that the, um, you know, the stimulus dollars and the money printing isn't being priced in. It clearly is. Um, you were talking about copper at 350, which is a is a five year high, and for crying mm -hmm. out loud, Bitcoin went to Bitcoin went to an all time high um, uh, while gold was going down. Speaking of correlations, mm -hmm. so um, that inflation is still manifesting places, just not at least for the moment in gold. And and look, gold was back up in the the, the past couple of days, right to 18 uh, something, 1830 or something. So. Um, look, it's, um, I don't think it's anything to be fearful of. If anything, it was an opportunity, right? Because, um, I remember talking with you on this podcast a couple of weeks ago about taking profits and names like Almond and, and look how that worked out, uh, selling stock at a dollar 40 that then falls below a dollar and you can buy it back. So, I mean, I, it's not, and I did, <laughs> and right? it's it not, it's clear. not fear. It's opportunity, right? Absolutely. And, and I think context is, 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 is critical, right? If you look at a one-year chart of gold, you know, the, the, the one year low is 1459 people. It's at 1837. Relax, rotate some capital into your favorite names, favorite names, by the way, that are now starting to deliver some spectacular results. We're seeing drill results and deals left and right, despite the multiple lab delays with companies like New Placer Dome Gold and Nevada Sunrise Gold. There are companies that are delivering to the market. Chicana just announced another 
12.2 meters of 13.61 grams per ton gold equivalent from 21.6 meters. That included 5.76 grams per ton gold, 2.98% copper, and 252 grams per ton silver. You're getting these types of results from Chicana every single week to week and a half. And drills are turning. They're drilling the the, the prospect that many within the company believe is the most prospective, which again, if you think these numbers are exciting and they think that's the better target, I think there's 11 holes drilled into that already. Juan Karama, which uh, the transcriber, as you know, believes is Juan Karama. And so... <laughs> and I had some fun with Juan Karama. Um, let, 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 let's keep to Peru. Let's keep to Peru. Hannon just announced the deal. Um, for all the naysayers about Michael Hudson and all the naysayers about, you know, the, the, the part of Peru that the company was operating in. Look, I haven't been there, but I know that Jogmec does a phenomenal deal or a phenomenal job of vetting deals. And so for them to commit up to 35 million U.S. Um, to deliver to the joint venture a feasibility study is is a vote of confidence that is good enough for me. Now, mind you, I am biased. I've bet on Michael Hudson, as you have, Nick, since the very early stages. And it's interesting because I was listening back to the very first episode of Bizarro World. Um, it was right after New Year's and we handed out some awards. And Hannon at the time was the most disappointing stock performance on your list that 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 year. And what a difference two years makes, right? We, we didn't quit on the team. We didn't quit on the asset. We knew at the time, two years ago, they had pivoted into Peru and, and were busy staking um, the, the, this base and scale project. And so to, to see it now with a deep pocketed partner that will allow for very, very aggressive exploration um, is, is, is nothing short of incredible work by Mr. Hudson and the team. And he should be commended of note there's still nearly 300 square kilometers that fall outside of this joint venture. And so I would, I would caution everyone that thinks that, um, you know, they, 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 they gave up 75% in exchange for 35 million us. Go look at some of those other projects outside of the 656 square kilometers. There's some gold projects that look good, some copper gold projects that look good, some copper gold silver projects that look good. I think there's still a lot to like with Hannon. Any thoughts on Hannon, Nick? Well, I was glad to be able to say Jogmec a couple of times throughout the week. It was Jogmec, Jogmec, Jogmec. Congratulations <laughs> to Michael Hudson. It's good when you can write uh, checks to a company at uh, 10 or 15 cents, and then it goes to 54 cents, and you have warrants as well, right? Which is something else I was talking about uh, this week. And so, exactly as you say, pivot from you know zinc in Ireland to uh, uh, copper in, in Peru with a sedimentary hosted uh, basin of, 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 of shale copper. And so um, you know, in my mind, it's de-risk now, right? I mean, you got somebody coming in and as you pointed out, paying more than Hannon's market cap for three quarters of the project. Uh, we have wards that are in the money. The stock saw a lot of liquidity. I mean, that's a, that's a win all around in my book, right? Absolutely. And if you know Michael Hudson, you know he's a deal maker. You know he's not done. Um, it would not surprise me for him to, 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 to really, you know, of course, focus on San Martin, but at the same time, simultaneously advanced 100% owned projects in that other nearly 300 square kilometers um, and, and, and possibly even joint venture a couple of those as well. So I think, you know, there were delays due to COVID. We didn't see the drilling that we hoped for this year in Peru. Um, but I think 2021 is going to be a stellar year. Another company we have to mention is K2 Gold. I mean, just in phenomenal numbers from the high-grade Oxide Gold Mojave project in California. We'll talk about California in a bit. But it drilled 86.9 meters of four grams per ton gold from surface. Um, first three drill holes all hit very, very good grades. And, you know, assays pending. Um, John Robbins, chairman of K2 Gold, commented about how excited he is and how, how much he's looking forward to the results that are pending. Steven Swatton, of course, was excited. I, myself, and subscribers were excited to see it. Um, great numbers, great numbers. Thoughts on, on K2, Nick? 
only that shares were cheaper than they were when the when the earlier exploration was going on because of the fear you mentioned in the gold space. So again, I'd say opportunity. Opportunity is right. Same with Chicana. Um, let's talk critical metals. Let's talk rare earths. I, I, I wrote a small piece today that you can find at Resource Stock Digest or you can find on the Twitter feed there. Um, but, but, but rare earth prices, you know, the, the, the various names, right. Which are all tongue twisters, but they're up 17, 29, 30%. And companies like energy fuels, which we highlighted two weeks ago, you know, we're up 17% today leading edge materials, which we've told you for, you know, years, years that Nora Shar is a real asset. Um, the, the, the portfolio of critical metals properties that they have in that company are, are, are top notch. And, you know, it was up at one point 43, 44% today before settling back down. But these are names that you should have on your radar folks, because when these names get going, the amount of money that comes into these smaller cap names makes for outsized moves to the upside. And so it's been a long waiting game with leading edge materials. It clearly has the attention of the markets now. Um, same for energy fuels, which just recently announced that it had produced the first rare earth concentrate in the US in I think over 20 years, right? And that went under the radar when I interviewed um, Curtis Moore back in November, but they're waking up now. I mean, yeah, and you got the Mountain Pass thing that, that went and listed. I was fortunate to get readers in that around $14. It changes its name from, you know, uh, Fortress Value to Mountain Pass and goes from 14 bucks to, to 23 bucks in a couple of weeks. That's good work if you can get it. Um, and it's not just the, the rare earths. It seems like um, all these quote-unquote battery metals or clean tech metals uh, seem to just be catching a bid right now. The lithium stocks are doing well, or Cobra is well over $3 Canadian, uh, for example. Um, and uh, they just seem to be to be catching a bid, even even uranium stocks, mm. uh, with or without news. I mean, you have a Zargo that had the, the, the permitting news, of course, and uh, but then you get the creation of this U.S. Uh, strategic reserve, right? And so um, the interesting time to, to be in the space and to be um, looking across really the whole uh, natural resource sector and, and not just the, the gold names, right? I am as excited for 2021 in all sectors, gold, copper, lithium, rare earths, as I am for my vaccine which, as you all know, has prevented me from enjoying some of the finer delights in life for the last nine months. Um, and, and, and so I'm excited for that. We have to talk vaccines. We didn't really uh, mention them um, as they relate to to the surge in the overall indices, which, of course, are all hitting record highs. And not just here in the States, by the way. Um, there's a global reflation of stock price or stock stocks in general, companies and their asset values. But everything seems to be going up right now and catching a bid. We now have three vaccines with 90% or greater efficiency, supposedly. Um, are you getting the pokey poke, Nick? Um, I, I was talking to my friends about this. You know, if it's a multiple choice test right now, the answer is like D, not enough information <laughs> to, to, to decide. Um, I don't know. It seems like, you know, a couple of things. One, first of all, we talked about a while ago, this vaccine isn't going to be widely available for some time, even if it is developed and approved for supply chain issues that were are starting to come to light this week. We saw uh, Pfizer start to talk about why its vaccine isn't going to be out as early as, as, as first thought. And now we're seeing everything from, you know, uh, terrorists hacking, slowing down the supply chain to the mafia intercepting it to get getting its hands on it. And so I think you're going to see problems with the rollout. I think you, you obviously see uh, more susceptible groups, um, higher risk groups, you know, offered the vaccine first. And so we'll see when it when it truly comes out. Um, I continue to be interested in a therapy as well as a vaccine, which is something that that I've written about an antibody focus uh, therapy that can um, essentially, you know, cure or treat the the, the virus uh, for those infected. And so uh, I'm not sure, Gerardo, um, if it were to come out right now, I, I, I likely would not get it. Does that make me bad? No, no, I don't think there's a good or a bad. I think it's great that we are at a point 
with this pandemic where we'll have a choice, right? And so I've always been cautious in my interactions with everyone out of respect and, and caution for really the people that are most vulnerable. I, I, um, I'm fortunate enough to be very healthy and, and have a great immune system, knock on wood, um, and, 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 and rarely, you know, get, get sick. And so I'm not so concerned about myself, but you know, I do have people around me that have compromised immune systems. And my biggest fear has always been, you know, potentially me being asymptomatic or me having a mild case of this. But unbeknownst to me, infecting someone and, and, and them having real repercussions, I did not want that on my conscience. And so I've been willing to make, you know, small sacrifices the past nine months and, and like I said, forsake some of the finer delights in life um, to not have that burden, right? And so I like having the choice. If offered and available, I'll likely be naked upside down, upside down with sunlight on my butt, and I'll take it with a shot of bleach and a smile on my face, Nick. <laughs> From the inside. Is there a way you can do that, like, internally? Don't I'm know. Gonna miss him. I'm going to miss him in that respect. Let's talk to Trumpster. He's doing what hustlers do. He's raised over $400 million, I think, since losing the election. This despite the fact that his White House communications director just resigned. Well, if there is no communications director, I hate to break it to the Trump fans out there. Um, there's probably no Trump in the White House, right? And so who keeps giving this guy money? Well, I, you know, I don't know, but obviously he's a hustler and he's going to parlay this into into something, media or, or you know, hotel or other otherwise, right? And so I don't know who keeps giving the money, but um, what do you think? Um, I, I, I think, and I hate to say this because I don't want to insult anybody. And I know that not all Trump supporters are this because I have friends and acquaintances that are Trump supporters for their own reasons. But I do think there's a small segment of Trump supporters that are almost cultish. And, and I misspoke, by the way, it wasn't 400 million. It was only 207.5 million since the election. Okay. Um, but I, I, I do think that you know, there's a small segment of his base um, that is almost cultish and just has identified with Trump and the campaign the way that kids identify with gangs and 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 turn into gangbangers in the inner city, right? And 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 run around, you know, doing what they do. No, 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 you know, with caution to the wind. Not a care in the world. It's it's this or that, and that's all it is, and there is no gray, and there is no reason. Um, you know, as they say in the inner city, it's on site, right? If you see somebody from another group that you don't like, you, you go get them on site. You don't wait, and 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 you 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 give orders or you're taking orders. That's what a gang does. That's what a cartel does. I think there's a small segment of the Trump population that not only elected this man, but they are all in to whatever he says. And I think if he says this election is rigged, they can be one in 40 in the courts and Republican judges he appointed are laughing them out of court saying these are some of those frivolous and baseless lawsuits they've ever seen. And his base, that small core of it will not believe it. They won't believe anything other than this election was rigged. Well, I mean, anytime you believe that much in anything, when the facts say otherwise, you're a, you're a, a bigot and that's, uh, just a fact, whether it comes to, to to religion or or other things, and it's 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 interesting. It's always curious to me why people believe that much in in anything, whether it's the Philadelphia Eagles or the or the Donald Trump, you know, political team or whatever it is, political philosophy. It's I, you know, I don't know why you go down that road, but I will tell you that I see it firsthand. Um, I don't know if I told you, but here in Spokane for the past two weekends. On this overpass, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's been there's been people like um, with flags draped, American flags draped over the overpass, dressed in like Civil War garb, with big signage <laughs> talking about how Trump won, and we have to protect the Constitution, and they have like this scoreboard 
um, for like, and you know, Biden and Trump, and they're encouraging people to like get out of their cars and place like a mark, like they're ta- like they're having their own election, like tallying votes for Biden and Trump <laughs> on the scoreboard, like it's proving that Trump won, right? And so, um, this is like two weekends in a row, and so uh, I don't really have any more commentary as to you know how he's raising money or or you know what he's going to do with that money, etc. But to your point about this loyal group of followers. Followers, clearly, I mean, Trump is gang this, gang. Trump is gang gang. I have this I mean, theory that yeah. a lot of these people have always wanted to identify with something at their core, and they, this is the one thing that they can get unified on, right? That's a good cult leader, I guess. Yeah. And he, 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 again, he does it well. His communications director resigned, which you can read the tea leaves. She was fired. Why? Because there is going to be no communication from the White House. And yet, despite that, he's still bringing in hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, It is interesting to me. And and we mentioned this a couple of months ago. Um, We mentioned that if Biden won, I was curious to see if a lot of the white supremacists and the extremists um, that, that, that were so vocal and open about, you know, their violence and intimidation. And I'm speaking just to the ones because you can believe whatever you want, right? You have that right. But just to the ones that were being violent and breaking laws, um, if 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 they were going to begin to get visits from the FBI and if indictments would start, and I couldn't help but notice an article earlier mentioning that one of these better known groups that was very um, supportive of Mr. Trump and that Trump acknowledged is all of a sudden getting those visits. And, you know, I have, I have a... a I'll put my tinfoil hat on now. I have a belief that a lot of these extremists on both sides, the left and the right, are federal informants. I I, I, I do believe that, you know, I'll, I'll conspiracy theory, theory it up here. Um, I do believe that a lot of them are paid informants that are paid to agitate on both the left and the right. It's part of why I refuse to get involved with anything unless you directly threaten me physically. It's just a joke to me. It's 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 not real. It's like Twitter. Right. You, you, you respond to, to a bot that has an opinion and you don't even know if you're really talking to a person. Why expend energy on on on, on something that may or may not even be real? Be a good community member. Be a good citizen. Be a good American. Go donate to a food bank. Go volunteer somewhere. Go do something that will better your community if you really want to advance the democracy and make your community safer and better. Um, don't get out there and stab and shoot each other over nothing. You know, that, that, that might, doesn't make sense to me. But. With that said, listen, the past several years, I've never seen so many laws broken and then advertised in videos for recruiting purposes. And that's forever. So for all you people out there on both sides that were out there putting your face on stuff and you started websites and you had podcasts and all of it was based on intimidation and threats and physical acts of violence against people. I would be very careful when I would start saving money for an attorney because you're likely to get a lot more visits. I, I, I don't think today is going to be the last time that that groups are, are, are visited by the FBI. And I do see a lot of indictments coming down the pike. It was weird there for a while. It, it wasn't just me, right, Nick? <laughs> yeah. You could just assault people and not get in trouble and you even get like a, you know, a medal of honor for it. It was odd. It's the craziest time. Again, I'll compare it to to, to, to to gangbanging in inner cities. You know, people on Instagram live and they're showing guns and they're yelling and they're they're threatening the opposition. And every, look, man, I mean, everybody's got the right to do whatever they want to do. But if you're going to threaten someone and actually act out, act it out, you may not want to put that on camera. I don't know. Call me crazy. Mm, not in today's world. Not in today's world. Unless, unless you're a Trump kid. Or Giuliani, which rumor has it, have been asking for preemptive pardons. Have you heard of preemptive pardons before? Because just when you think you've heard it all from this administration, I wake up to this on Monday, Tuesday. I've never heard of them, but I like the alliteration and I'm sure they'll go for it. And again, I think it perfectly encapsulates the difference between the 1%, the real inner circle of, of, of the Trump staff, Michael Flynn just got pardoned despite pleading guilty twice, right? I didn't know you could plead guilty and then get pardoned. Um, but, but again, if you're in the know, if you're within that core group, I can at least understand why you can, you know, take some liberties with the legalities of your actions because you're eligible for apparently preemptive pardons. 
But again, the people on the street that are fighting and rioting and hurting each other and threatening to do all sorts of things on the internet and then acting them out and, and, and thinking they're not going to get in trouble. I got news for you guys. Mr. Trump isn't going to pardon you and he's not going to pay your lawyer fees. Um, you're just going to go to prison. That's all that's going to happen. And, and that will happen for most of the people that engaged in that stuff. Um, it's not going to happen to anybody close to Trump because I guess preemptive pardons are a thing now. But you are going to get another check from Mr. Biden and Ms. Yellen. And you can use that check to buy groceries that are ever more expensive because of the inflation that is now manifesting in the commodity world, all the while complaining about the politicians who are in office, past and present and future. Let's talk about Miss Yellen for all the talk about, you know, um, Mr. Biden being a radical and associating with the radical four and the squad. And he's going to take our guns and the same stuff you hear anytime a Democrat gets elected. Right. Um, he's a socialist, which I don't know uh, if you've paid attention to monetary policy in this country or fiscal policy in this country the past eight years uh, or four years. Not eight years, actually. <laughs> Going back to, to Ms. Yellen being at the Fed, um, you know what we have is corporate socialism in America. That is the policy. I mean, don't be tricked into thinking that the little 1200 bucks that citizens had was, was that, that that was the biggest part of the pie. The biggest part of the pie went to the corporations as it always does. And so, um, Miss Yellen, I don't believe we touched on her nomination the last time because we took a week off. I, again, I think it makes monetary policy as predictive as ever. Right. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I mean, you think you're going to get, uh, someone in there like Warren, and, and maybe that's what, what voters would have wanted. Then um, it's interesting that it's sort of uh, the same old status quo, right? With uh, Yellen, and we know her dovish stance clearly because as the head of the Fed, we, we saw her actions. And so um, it's, it's, it's um, crazy, not crazy, that it's more of the same, right? More of the same, more of the same. Um, let's talk about where things are starting to change. Um, the House just passed a bill decriminalizing marijuana at the federal level. I have a couple of thoughts about the timing. Um, my, my, my couple of thoughts are as follows. First, great, um, 222 Democrats and five Republicans, oh, and one Libertarian, the one, right? Um, <laughs> Justin voted in support of the bill, while 158 Republicans and six Democrats voted against it. Um, again, I don't understand why the Republican Party, which aligns itself with small government, supposedly in theory, or historically, um, and, 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 and freedom of speech and the Second Amendment and all these other freedoms that are supposed to be guaranteed, I don't know why they are so hell-bent on preventing people from going to prison for smoking small amounts of marijuana, whether you smoke or not. That's my first thought. My second thought is, why are we wasting time during a pandemic where in California they're, they're, they're mandating lockdowns again? Many businesses are going out of business permanently. Everyday Americans are still making somehow that $1,200 stretch from five months ago or four months ago. Um, why are we passing a bill that is likely not going to gain any traction um, once it, 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 it hits the Senate because it is a Republican-led Senate when we are in the midst of a pandemic and Americans are hungry, man? It hurts my heart to see the lines, the food lines here in Dallas and in Houston. I'm talking tens of miles. Um, why are we wasting our fucking time doing this instead of coming together as a country and passing relief for people that really need it. It's just disgusting to me, Nick. Look, you and I talked off air a little bit. My biggest frustration of today was I went to get tickets for a David Chappelle show. And this kind of ties into to, to the economy, right? Joe Rogan decided he no longer wanted to live under California's rule. The taxes were too high. It was too crowded. He wanted some more freedom. His capital and himself did what capital does. It goes where it's treated best. He came to Texas. He moved to Austin, bought a beautiful house by the lake. He's been loving it, right? Built a studio back at it. So there was a pop-up show announced, a residency, 10 shows or 10 days, 30 shows with Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan and friends, which as you can imagine, I was extremely excited about. Dave Chappelle is one of my favorite comedians. I think he's one of the best of all time. 
Um, I think his storytelling and his timing is is, is top notch. A- and I've seen him live a couple of times and have thoroughly enjoyed myself. And so I I waited until noon when the tickets were on sale, and I went ahead and you know tried to get the tickets. And long story short, I I, I hit a wrong button. And the tickets to 30 shows sold out in 12 seconds, 12 seconds. You, you know, you make one mistake, you weren't getting them. I bring that up because the reason I was comfortable in going to this show is one, it was outdoors Two, with my ticket purchase, I get access to a COVID test, which would give me my results within 10 minutes. So I, as a consumer was guaranteed to know that all the staff members and every person at the venue, the outdoor venue, would not only be socially distant, but would also be COVID negative. And so I, 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 I look at that, and again, it speaks to the two Americas, right? Food lines that are miles long. And, 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 and meanwhile, if you have the funds and you can score a ticket, you know, you get the privilege of watching some great comedy. You don't have to worry about COVID. You could have drinks, food, comedy, the whole thing. And you know, everybody around you is COVID negative. Um, it's, it's, it's just, there's such a disconnect in, 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 in the world, but it, it's really apparent to me, not just in the country, but even in the city that I live in, right, right outside of Austin. And it's just, I think it speaks volumes to our priorities. I don't understand why nine, 10, 11 months into this pandemic, we still don't have a way to effectively test in mass, right? Like we can do it for the Chappelle show. We can do it for NBA players. We can do it for boxers. We can do it for hockey players. We could do it to the well-off for the well-off, but we can't do it for everyone else. And I don't think it's that we can't. I think we don't want to. Well, sure. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know why you come to expect anything different from the 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 u.s government right it's it's why i don't expect anything different that's sort of how i operate my life um i don't expect anything from them and and i about the vote from the the marijuana specifically i mean who knows why why they're doing it i don't think it's time certainly not this year to to get it passed at the federal level we'll see what joe biden has to say executive order wise and then as far as the testing and the and the and the, the the disparity that that COVID has exacerbated. I mean, same thing here in Spokane. You know, it's indoor dining is closed in Washington State, but you can set up a, a massive heated tent, and if you want to rent a table at a tent, you can, you can <laughs> certainly you can certainly do that. And so, I mean, there's like articles in the paper about you know you know how you can rent tables with stre- which restaurants are offering, etc. And the same thing with the food lines and the the record demand at the at the food bank, and so. Um, you know, once one one thing I, I find interesting is is like the the local restaurant owners essentially complaining. I mean, obviously they're 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 dramatically affected by lockdowns, right? Which is which is beyond their control. Um, but you see people um, almost starting to like you know fight amongst themselves. Like one thing that's that's happened here in Spokane this week is it's kind of funny. We got our first uh, Chick Fil A, right, and. Uh, so there's been lines and people were camped out. This one guy camped in a tent for 14 hours to be the first to get a chicken sandwich at the at the Chick-fil-A here in Spokane. And there's been articles in the paper and, and people posting on social media, restaurant owners saying that, um, you know, you get people lined up around the block to, to go through the fast food drive through and they can't, um, A, have diners inside. Um but B, they're saying, you know, why are people going to 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 line up around fast food when um, they could get takeout from here? And it's like, well, you know, a five or six or seven dollar chicken sandwich is different from a fifteen dollar burger, right? Where plus then you got to add uh, gratuity or gratuity is expected, et cetera. And so um, I just think that for the for the vast majority, people ain't got it, and so. Uh, they just they go for the cheaper option, right? But it's it's just interesting to observe it, observe it, and see people's different takes and see how it's affecting people in 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 real time. And I think it's going to continue to affect people for uh, a while, right? I agree. I agree. Let's talk about more change. Back to the market. Some pretty big news out of Midas Gold. Midas Gold now has appointed Miss Laurel Sayer as president and CEO. 
Mr. Stephen Quinn, who who is a friend uh, in 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 the space to you and I, a world class act has steered the Midas ship incredibly well um, on the verge of of getting its permit um, weeks, if not days, away from announcing the results from the latest feasibility study. Um, he has resigned, and so. That to me seems like Mr. Paulson, which of course is 44% owner, I believe, of, of Midas shares. I believe Midas Gold is now in play. You'll recall that two years ago he did a similar um rollout with Detour Gold, which you know he he was able to sell successfully at a at a at a pretty pretty penny. And um I, I think Midas Gold is a takeout target. We knew it was beforehand, but I think it's going to expedite um, that process. I don't think Midas will make it um, to the permitting phase, which again is just you know three quarters away um, according to the schedule. Any thoughts on that, Nick? I know you have them. I know you follow the company as do I. Oh, yeah. I mean, Midas uh, obviously has a great asset. All the advancements that it's, that it's made and uh, the positioning as far as, uh, you know, being an environmental steward and, uh, and, uh, and a critical metals uh, future provider. Um, and, and then the shepherding through, through the permitting process can be attributed to, to, to Stephen. Um, and, you know, it's tough because you can disagree with the way it was, was done and you can have loyalties and be friends with certain people. And you can also know um, that it's probably ultimately what's best for the company, right? Because of the past results that you speak of. And so, um, you know, I can have different opinions as a, as a shareholder and as a friend, I guess. Um, and we'll see. I mean, the proof is always in the pudding, right? We'll see what the, um, what the next few months hold, what the, any potential takeout offers are at what price they come. And, um, you know, we'll see what the end results are, but, um, Paulson and co clearly know what they're doing. Um, ended up getting a significant premium for, for detour there and, and turning that around. And so uh, as a shareholder, I welcome them. And, and uh, as a friend, I'm, I'm sad to see Stephen go, but um, I, we likely haven't seen the last of them in the, in the junior development resource space and, and hope to work with him again. Well, I know, I know from 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 reaching out that he's already had multiple CEO offers in his inbox just today. And again, the news we we record on Friday, published on Monday. The news is not even a day old, and so it's not surprising um, that 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 he already has offers on the table that he's considering. And I I, I agree with you. I don't think um, it'll be long before we 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 sort out where Mister Quinn will be soon soon um it's a year of change though it, it seems like yep and and that was kind of the theme right whether, whether it's uh, our views towards marijuana decriminalization or you know the companies drilling properties that that have been dormant for years or or turnover um at a company like Midas Gold that's been you know so exceptionally well taken care of by Mr. Quinn and the team um it's definitely a year for change societally um economically uh, it's been an interesting year, which brings me to the little monoliths. Did you read the story about the monoliths? I have seen, I haven't followed closely, but I know about its appearance <clears throat> and now apparently disappearance. Is that right? They, they've appeared in Utah. They've appeared in New Mexico. They've appeared in Romania. And did you read about who who put them there? I'm going to spoiler alert. If you don't want to know, cover your ears. No, I don't know. All right. So everybody was hoping, hey, maybe 2020 is so crazy that the aliens are finally going to go ahead and give us a hand, right? Because God knows we need it. But the aliens have already come this year, Gerardo. <laughs> it's old news. But, but we thought we, we already knew that they had been here. I think a lot of people had hoped that, hey... They might want to talk to us now, right? These could be these could be markers um, to engage us in dialogue. Is some of the stuff that I was reading, and no, it it it, it, it turns out that um, it's it's a group called the most famous artist, the most famous artist. It's a global creative community based in Santa Fe, and so this New Mexico artist and the collective is taking responsibility for these stainless steel monoliths, which popped up all around the world. The quote from the group 
founder, Matt T. Moe, was, I can say we are well known for stunts of this nature, and at this time we are offering authentic art objects through monoliths as a service. I cannot issue additional images at this time, but I can promise more on this in the coming days and weeks. So, monoliths as a service. Max. Monoliths as a service. Somebody commented, and I agree, what a better way to end this fucked up year than let the world briefly think aliens made contact only to be disappointed that, that it's just the most famous artist playing tricks again. <laughs> so... Mystery solved, guys. The aliens ain't talking to us. We know they're around, but no communication that we know of yet. Sad. Sad. Sad indeed. You know what else is sad for a lot of people if they're not careful? Um, talking about the gains they made in Bitcoin if they don't declare it to the IRS if you happen to live in the U.S. Did you see that? Interested to see the IRS wants to know, yeah, if you bought, sold, or exchanged, yeah. It's an asset class now, right? I mean, love it or hate it, you can call it what you want. But if the IRS is putting it on its form, I think it's here to stay. And just again, as I was cautioning my extremist listeners out there, now I'll caution my Bitcoin profiteers. Be careful what you say in public forums or on podcasts or anywhere if you don't plan on declaring your gains or losses because that would be illegal, correct, Nick? If you actually profited or lost and you did not declare it to the IRS and we would never, ever, ever, ever encourage that type of behavior here at Bizarro World. No, we would we would not do that, but you would be correct. Although I would wonder... Uh, how that would be enforced if these exchanges like Coinbase or et cetera are going to issue you some sort of uh, whatever, 1099 or, or some other sort of to form to report that. Or it's going to be like gold, right? Where if you, you pay with cash or if you pay with, uh, you know, some other some other way that's not reported, right? Then how is it ultimately going to be reported unless you, of course, is a responsible and uh, honest and trustworthy taxpayer put it on the form yourself? Correct. The form says, even if you were gifted cryptos, you are still expected to check yes on the front of your tax return. No, I, I read it. It's interesting. Interesting indeed. Interesting indeed. We have to talk. Oh, you had a thought. I heard it. Well, you know, it's it's just interesting. I mean, because we're, we're debating this week. It seems like, you know, one of the hot ideas or, or, or questions is, you know, the Bitcoin versus gold, especially as Bitcoin was going up while gold was uh, going down. And, and is it a, a currency or uh, a commodity? And, and, and you can make arguments uh, either way, certainly trading like more of a commodity in, in the past week or so. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, it's a, it's a, it's an asset class, right? And the, and the IRS, and I think it speaks to a bigger thing as far as the IRS is concerned. One, um, well, a couple of things, you know. Uh, one, it wants to track it, right? I mean, it wants to know who's owning it, who's dabbling in Bitcoin. I think that's, you know, that's one thing that the government wants to know. The other thing is that the government's fucking broke, right? And so the government <laughs> wants to tax everything that the government can tax and, and is going to need to to pay for all these uh, programs that have, that have uh, you know, been approved and that they're getting ready to do uh, more of. So whether that's, you know, legalizing uh, marijuana or, or taxing, uh, Bitcoin or, uh, you know, whatever it is, capital gains tax with, with Biden. I mean, I think, you know, uh, the government wants its, its, its pound, right? And so um, that's the other aspect of it. And so, um, which speaks to the reason that people want Bitcoin and gold anyway, right? Absolutely. And apparently right now, and again, I've been completely wrong about this thus far. I, I still believe you have a nasty rally coming um, that'll be historic in nature, but the dollar, good gracious, talk about the collapse. It's sitting there just barely holding the 90 level, Nick. Um, you know, Keith McCullough has been incredibly accurate on this. You've been incredibly accurate on this. I've been incredibly wrong in, 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 in my, my, my thesis that, you know, and, and, and time's not up. I thought it would happen by year end Q1. So let's, let's see if the next few weeks or months make a, make a, a truth sayer out of me when it comes to the dollar. But I've been completely wrong about this. I didn't, I didn't see it falling this far before. Uh, again, I still think it's coming, but a, a historic squeeze higher, but it's barely holding on that 90 level. And so interesting times indeed capital 
like Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle is looking to go where it is treated best. And right now, the dollar isn't it according to the the the, the vote that it's making, right? No, but the part you did get right is that now gold is moving with the dollar, as we talked about at the beginning of this podcast. And so um, we'll see what rates do, right? I don't think this uh, rise in rates is is permanent. And um, Christ, Gerardo, this this upward move in 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 rates still puts them at historic lows with uh, you know large large trillions. What's the number? Seventeen trillion dollars of mm-hmm. uh, negative yield, negative yielding debt around the world just because the ten years had a bit of a rally here. I mean that doesn't negate the the, the larger theme at hand. Agreed. And breaking news, guess who else is moving to Austin, apparently? Tesla CEO, Mr. Elon Musk, says he plans to move to Texas. So, you know, we, we, we just got Hewlett Packard announced this week that it's, it's, it's moving its headquarters out here. Welcome to HP. Um, Tesla, of course, building a gigafactory and a processing facility already. Uh, Joe Rogan, it's been a good month for, for, for Austin and for Texas as a whole. Same thing. I mean, we're talking about, you know, the government taxing, right? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, fleeing high tax jurisdictions, something you've talked about. The reason, one of the reasons you live where, where you live, one of the reasons I live where I live, they just announced uh, uh, another Amazon facility here. They just opened one that employs like 12 or 1500 people. They just announced an, an, another bigger one. They just mm. bought the land for, that they just bought the land for. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's the that's the trend, right? I can't wait for people to be able to get back and, and work, right? It's it's there's a lot of hardworking people out there that are struggling to make it because the government won't allow them to make a living um in an honest, decent way, the way they're accustomed to. And so yeah, it's it's good to see people voting with their dollar. And, you know, again, I don't think it's a coincidence, as you said, that, you know, a lot of these states are mandating lockdowns and 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 hiking tax fees. And meanwhile, you know, not even adhering to the same mandates that they want the citizenry to adhere to, right? The hypocrisy of it all. We had a little bit of that here in Austin. Our, our Mayor Adler um, I saw. announced, you know, he did a video telling everybody to stay home and stay away from, you know, your relatives and make a sacrifice for the better of the community. This motherfucker was in Mexico at his daughter's wedding when he recorded it. I mean, at least have the damn decency. To record it a week before or a week after when you're actually at home. Don't record it from Cabo when you're at your daughter's wedding. And meanwhile, I've, I've, I've forsaken some of the finer things in life the past nine months because I want to do the responsible thing for my loved ones and people I care about and humanity in general. Um, I, I, I don't want to accidentally get somebody sick and it has you know more serious consequences. But yeah, just again, the hypocrisy of it all is, is, is something I should not be surprised and, and and I'm not surprised by, but it it, it always always angers me. Uh, that hasn't changed. Well, it's hypocrisy, obviously, and you're going to see that from the politicians from time to time. You know what? You're not going to see anytime soon. Hmm. A movie. <laughs> not yeah, in a, no, not, the, not in a movie theater. Yeah, not at a movie theater. And you know, this is a paradigm shift. I don't know if you saw the announcement, but Warner Brothers. Um, will send its entire 2021 slate to a streaming service called HBO Max and whatever theaters are open um, at the same which time. Which is not a lot, yeah. It is not a lot. I mean, we're talking multi, you know, $100 million movies. Um, the Matrix 4, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman 1984. These are all movies that we'll be able to stream from the comfort of our own home. Um, and I got to say, be. as it should be, I know you like the theater, Gerardo, but I've always argued against it. I, I like, I like it so much that I built one here at home. <laughs> and I'm very thankful that I was able to do that. It's gotten me by here these, these past nine months, but yes, I, I, I do love going to the movies. I'm a traditionalist in that sense, but you should absolutely have the option of, of, of doing it from home. And, and I will say if, if these big budget movies are able to make money um, under this new model, it's That's a paradigm question, shift. Yeah. Absolutely. It will never be the same if this works. And so I am. Well, Netflix I, is doing it to some extent. I mean, they've still got a bit of proving to do, but Netflix is doing, you know, through the subscription model, in-house production and competing at 
whatever the award shows are, you know, Emmys and Oscars, yeah. et cetera. So, you know, we'll see if these other studio houses can do it and, and how it plays out for, uh, for sure. Agreed. No, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, so I know you wanted to talk about, and I'm not sure because my Spanish brain kicks in and my English brain kicks in at the same time when I read this. I don't know if it's Modelorama or Modelorama, but can we talk? <laughs> <laughs> so which one of those two are we speaking about, Nick? It's the first, Gerardo, which Modelorama. I you, you know about, <laughs> if not are familiar with. Is that right? A little bit, a little bit. You can't so, what's, <laughs> so what is Modelorama? You you tell everybody. <laughs> I've only known about it this week, and so you're going to get just a, basically a, a stock tip of the week story for me and a little bit of story about Modelorama because um, it's basically a convenience store chain or a, a bodega chain in, in Mexico and uh, elsewhere in Latin America, but it's owned by AB InBev. Did you know that it was owned by AB InBev? I did. I did indeed. Oh, you did. So there's a company that, that I'm a shareholder of that I've been following for a while uh, called Visibility. In fact, they were a sponsor of a small cap stock digest for a bit while we had that website. And, um, you know, for a while they've been doing uh, kind of like uh, community uh, policing via um uh, videos, uh, video cameras, essentially, but the, they're linked to a to an app where uh, the community can interact and report things and get real time alerts. And so it's been actually uh, well adopted. And you can read more about this and, and weigh in on whether or not you think it will continue to work. But politicians even uh, have started to embrace it and 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 come to get uh, reelected by aligning themselves with this. Uh, visibility application that's mm. been, you know, piloted and now proven in a couple towns because the communities seem to like it uh, because it's not like, and these were some of my concerns early on with visibility. It's not like Big Brother stuff. It's right. more like, and these deployments, uh, community uh, police, right? Like uh, you sign up for the app and then you're in charge of reporting, sort of like Neighborhood Watch, but with um, <laughs> video cameras and an app. So anyway, uh, the stock has been, sort of faltering. They they had to raise a bit of money here a couple of months ago and they got bent over and the stock was down priced, I don't know, 10, 10 cents or maybe even uh, a bit lower. But then they get this deal this week with Modelorama to start putting these display systems in the stores mm-hmm. um, w- with an ultimate goal. And I didn't even know there were this many stores of going into 100,000 of them. Like how many stores are there, Gerardo? There's, there's, there's at least hundreds of thousands. I mean- <laughs> You can't walk in my town of Montescovedo, Zacatecas. Um, you can't walk more than three blocks, and and this is a small town, right? This is ten thousand people that live there. Um, you can't walk more than three blocks without one of you, one of these, you know, tienditas, you know, small stores, um, local. You know, on the East Coast, they would call them bodegas. I don't know what the heck they would call them on the West Coast, but you know, they're, they're just small, little, privately owned stores, little, little corner shops, and so. You know, you scale that out. It's a country with over 130 million people, and um, yeah, no, there's 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 at least hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of 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 these little stores. And you know, I, I'll share the darker side of this. This is also um, the 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 modelo gama model is actually one that the cartels have used very effectively because when a cartel comes into your little town and then kills off the group that was in there prior to and says we're the law of the land for the next, you know, until we get killed off. The first place that they go to usually is the tienditas, the small stores. They go to the little Modelo Ramas and they say, hey, we're here just to sell the things that we want to sell. Uh, we'll have a worker, you know, working in shifts and they'll be posted up here. If anybody gives you problems, you let us know. We don't want to interfere with your business. We just don't want you to interfere with ours. And we'll have one of our spokespeople here offering the finest in cocaine, marijuana and all your illicit delights. They go to the empresarios. You, you, you got it. You got it. And, and, and they go with the small ones because of how, 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 how many of them there are, right? They go to the little stores. They go to the little, um, little Coca-Cola shops or the Grupo Modelo shops that, that you know, 
that are in every corner seemingly. And so, you know, that would be the equivalent. And this is why I caution everyone when they talk about civil war and, you know, take our country back and all the woohoo woohoo stuff that people say, be very careful with that. You know, most people have never seen what it's like, you know, for a group to just come in, um, you know, with M50s in the back and, 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 and 40 or 50 vehicles and everybody with helmets and tanks and, and just take over an entire city and start selling drugs out of your little stores. I don't well, know. <laughs> and so vis- vis- visibility is going to find itself in the middle of this, this little company, because so what they're going to do is a display goes in each of these stores. Right. And the display has a camera. So when somebody walk bys it, uh, walks by it, you know, if it's a female or if it's a male, they're registering in their face and they're, 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 they're running, they're running in against the database. Right. And trying to catch criminals. And so um, they're saying the company is saying that the, the empresarios uh, want this AB who owns the store I'm sure they want it. is saying they're going to put this in up to a hundred thousand stores. And so the idea is right. You know, Gerardo walks by it and uh, the screen flips on and starts giving you a commercial for whatever Modelo especial or tequila uh, or some other, and this is how visibility makes money, some chocolate bar or chicharrones or whatever it is. Right. And then they're getting advertising money for uh, the ads that are coming, the personalized ad, but they're also scanning and using it as a, as a criminal thing, right? This is a pretty big deal. And so anyway, um, the shares that were 10 cents a couple of months ago and 14 cents this week before the deal was announced went to like, um, I don't know, 45 cents today, 48 cents today. Just uh, incredible if you, if you look at the chart. And so anyway, uh, that's you get your stock tip of the week there, your informative story. And you also learn how I find myself in the middle of Rama, which I didn't even know was a thing before. And I knew you would know about I'm going to connect some dots that I shouldn't connect for people, but it'll be very obvious anyway, eventually, when a lot of these displays get kicked to all hell. (laughs) Does visibility have any defense contract connections? Um, I don't believe they do. I don't even think they install them. I think they're just the software providers. So... I don't believe they they provide the hardware either. I think the the installation and the hardware is provided by someone else, and and visibility provides the uh, the software that runs on. Uh, they have a partnership with Intel also uh, that runs on Intel backed stuff that allows this to run uh, without internet access uh, in the cloud. Don't ask me how all that works. That's above my pay grade. But the answer to your question is is no. What they've done is partnered with the cities and towns so far. Well, the answer sounds like yes, if Intel is 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 the group behind the technology, right? Because we know Intel has security connections. Well, it's the cup. They're not Intel, but they're partnered with Intel. So, I mean, tangentially, I guess, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so the the, the dots that I probably shouldn't be connecting. It, I, I think it's a it, it's a national security thing where they're trying to get footage in real time in these very strategic locations. You know, small towns, small tienditas. Um, local communities, areas where they want information. And yeah, sure, it can be very profitable. But the other thing it can absolutely do is provide a lot of information to Mexico's government and the United States government, which if you listen to our discussion a couple of weeks ago about the general that was arrested for drug trafficking in New York and then miraculously pardoned by our attorney general, <laughs> Mr. Barr, um, you know, I, I, I would say that there's probably some duplicity in the effort uh we'll know within the next 12 months whether or not these displays are readily accepted and able to transition into everyday Mexican society. Yeah, we'll see. I knew you would have an opinion. <laughs> I knew you would know about it. I think there's going to be a lot of broken Modelorama displays in the middle of the street, Nick. <laughs> But we'll see. <laughs> we will see. And I'll put up a link to the press release. I like it. I like it. Um, interesting stuff. I think on my end, I got my two weeks worth of therapy, which I, I absolutely needed. Um, anything else that we want to touch on? People, things, places, stocks, anything? No, I think that was uh, good. We're about to hit the 60-minute mark, and um, I look forward to, to doing it again next week. I as well. Have yourself an excellent birthday, Nick. It's, uh, it's great to be back on with you. I would caution everybody out there that 
this consolidation in the gold price, which isn't that big of a cons- consolidation, I would caution everyone that it may last three, four, five more weeks, but it's going to present and is presenting some spectacular opportunities out there in, in names that we've repeated here often, the Magnas of the world, Almaden with the recent pullback, um, Midas now, which is in play as as as, as a takeout target um, more than it was beforehand because I think Paulson's put that in play. There's a lot out there to like. You know, I mentioned New Placer Dorm Gold and Nevada Sunrise. Those results are, are 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 still not here. We're waiting and hoping that in the next couple of weeks we get to peek at what Kinsley Mountain has to offer. Rare earth stocks are heating up. Lithium space is heating up. Copper is a 351. It's a lot to be thankful Every, for, Nick. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. I am Gerardo Del Real, along with my co-host, Mr. Nick Hodge. This was episode 96 of Bizarro World. Send us off, Nick. See ya.